Welcome to episode six of the First Step Podcast. Today we will be talking to one of my favorite moms about how to create rhythms and routines in your home that will help you teach your preschooler about God. Welcome to the First Step Podcast from your friends in Wombaland. This podcast is designed to give you practical tips that will help you lay a strong spiritual foundation in the heart of your preschooler. My name is Kendra Fleming, and I'm the host of the First Step Podcast. I've been a part of North Point Ministries for 17 years, and I'm the mom of four amazing and grown-up kids. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of creating rhythms and routines in your home that will help teach your preschooler more about God. And I am so excited for you to meet my really good friend, Emily Knox. Now, Emily has worked with me as part of our Kidman staff, specifically on Upstreet, for 12 years. And she is so good. She's such a straight shooter and she just gives awesome feedback and leads our team so well. I love working with Emily. But honestly, one of my favorite things about Emily is the way that she prioritizes and loves her kids and her family. So Emily, I'm so glad you're here with us today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yes, thank you for having me. I do have four great kids. Mm -hmm. I have three girls and a boy, Mm -hmm. so three that are in elementary school right now, Mm -hmm. fifth grade, fourth grade, Mm -hmm. first grade, and then a three-year-old. Oh, wow. I cannot believe you have kids that old already. I feel like they were all these cute little chubby curly-headed kids for so long. So I, I'm excited that you're here with us today. And and we're going to jump into this topic that we talk to our preschool parents a lot at our parenting event called First Step. We talk to them about the importance of like creating routines and habits and and uh, having practices in your home that like just really fit into your everyday life that are not a ton of extra work on top, that are not um, unusual when you're trying to parent like four preschoolers, which you had four little ones at one time. So uh, I know you're really good at this. I've watched you actually live this out in your life. And, and so tell us a little bit about how what this looks like at your house. Well, the first thing um, for me is that I want it to be a personal routine mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I want to model for my kids what I hope one day that they will do and become. And so for me, it's waking up early. Mm -hmm. It's getting a cup of coffee and my Bible and Mm -hmm. sitting down and reading my Bible. And it may be two minutes one day Mm -hmm. and it may be 20 minutes one day because when you wake up early, it never fails. Somebody else Mm -hmm. wakes up early needing their mama. And so when you can just wake up and spend time with Jesus, even Mm -hmm. if they come down and see you doing it, that's okay Mm -hmm. because that's showing them a picture of what you hope that they can become Mm -hmm. one day. For sure. And you know, like um, with parenting, like you can't model or be a guide towards something that you just don't personally have going on in your own heart and in in your own life. And um, so tell me a little bit about like what that time looks like. And I know like sometimes it's five minutes and, you know, so I don't want to like paint a picture of this one hour routine, which I know is not you. Um, But tell me a little bit about like what that routine looks like and like what's kind of happening during that time. Okay. Well, for me, it's straight to the coffee pot (laughs) and push start. Yeah. (laughs) And then Bible and a journal. Uh And at different times, I've studied different books Mm -hmm. or had a devotion book. But Mm -hmm. lately, it's just been as simple as if God says something to me in a verse, I Mm -hmm. write it down. Mm -hmm. And if I don't feel like I know what to write that day, I'll Mm -hmm. go back and read other pages in my journal of Mm -hmm. things he's shown me and reminded me of. And then it's just praying through that. Mm -hmm. It can be as simple as that. Yeah, for sure. Simple practice. So moms and dads, really what I want you to hear from that is 
it is just simple. It's as simple as just like picking out one verse. Sometimes it's as simple as playing like one of your favorite songs that you were singing to at church or in the car and just uh, praying and listening to God for just a few moments. But that habit will really transform what's happening in your home. Now, um, I know you are a busy working mom and you've got four kids and you're going in all the directions, but I know that you and your husband, Steve, is, have always made it a priority to be like in community, to be in a group, to surround yourself with people who encourage and lift you up. Like, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that has been a routine that we've had ever since we've been a part of North Point. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's so great for my kids to say, oh, it's Tuesday night. We're having a babysitter. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad have small group. Mm -hmm. And just that priority, Mm -hmm. modeling that to our kids, Mm -hmm. shows them how important their small group is Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Even to my youngest, who's in Wombaland, she knows how important it is to go to her group because she sees mom and dad every week, every Tuesday night. That's what they do. Yeah. And what happens in that group that you think like makes you a better mom and a better leader and a better guide for your family? Yeah, I think it's just being around other people mm-hmm. that have your same struggles, mm-hmm. your same questions that you can talk to and encourage one another, mm-hmm. that you can grow in your own faith. And it, mm-hmm. when you come home, you feel encouraged and a little empowered to be a better parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know at times Gary and I have been in groups and uh, maybe there was something going on. I'm thinking more in the teenage years with one of our teenagers and to be in a group with other parents who have teenagers. So helpful. Um, So helpful to know you're not like alone in that. Um, So helpful to hear encouragement from people who are a little further ahead. So uh, I think the same thing is true in the preschool years, like to be in a group with people same stage of life as you. So encouraging, so helpful. It really reminds you that you're not alone in that. Um, so I do know that you're married to a really great guy named Steve. I've met him several times. He is one of my favorite volunteers on Upstreet and such a such a, uh, a wonderful husband. So tell me a little bit about like why you feel like prioritizing your relationship with him uh, really plays into this idea of teaching your children more about their Heavenly Father. Yes, I think our kids watch and notice everything. Mm-hmm. And they see when we're on the same page about things and when when we're not. Yeah. And when we can prioritize our marriage and our relationship, mm-hmm. it just makes us stronger teammates mm-hmm. to parent them the way we want to, to, mm-hmm. to show them who God is and mm-hmm. um, how we can forgive each other when yeah. we mess up. Yeah. Um, we can show love to one another and mm-hmm. that they can see we can work together to mm-hmm. help teach them and raise them. Yeah. I do think it's so important to be uh, as much on the same page as possible. It can't always be done perfectly, but in your relationship with your spouse, you definitely model forgiveness and kindness and patience and sacrifice and uh, love and all of those things. So I, I know that you two uh, work hard to do that well. So I'm, I'm going to kind of just like wrap up this section a little bit and let you tell us um, a little bit to just land this idea that investing in yourself first is one of the most powerful ways that you can uh, really impact your child's relationship with their Heavenly Father. And then we're going to jump into some ways that you practically do that with your kids. And even if you have kids who don't talk yet or they don't really understand exactly what you're doing, they start to connect the dots as they watch you and they start asking questions. And so use that as an opportunity to talk to them about Mm -hmm. it and just to refuel yourself, refuel yourself so that you can be a parent that can model and help raise your kids the way you hope to and want to. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So let's jump into some like practical application of how you actually have created rhythms and routines uh, in your home that uh, that are just ideas and things that you do with your own children. Um, I know we talk again a lot with our preschool parents and we kind of set them up of these times of day that they're already going to have. Like they're going to be sitting at the dinner table. We call that table time. Uh, they're going to probably be giving baths and tucking babies into bed. We call that bedtime. Uh, ultimately, they'll probably be in the car. We call that car time. And I know you have some really great examples of that. So tell us what it's kind of like around the dinner table and how you take advantage of that time. Well, around the dinner table can be all kind of ways. Yeah. <laughs> some nights it's smooth and some nights it ends and you wonder uh, if it even happened. Yeah. But I think that's a time when you have their attention, everybody's uh, gathered and you can ask questions and you can find out what what's something that happened to you today or what's mm-hmm. something that you thought about or what did a friend talk to you about today. And so that's more for as they're older, but even when they're younger and they're in their high chair and they have no idea what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. I can still remember uh, times when mine were little and they would, we would pray before Mm -hmm. we would eat and they would have, you know, their hands together Uh folded or they would close their eyes and they had no idea what they were doing, but it's just, they Mm -hmm. saw their mom and dad doing it. Mm -hmm. And so it just, the modeling starts early and what they pick up on is mm-hmm. amazing. So can you give us an example of like a conversation or things you've talked about at the dinner table? Yeah. I mean, for me right now, just having elementary kids, it's uh-huh. talking about things that happen with their friends yeah. a lot at school, things that bother them. And, um, you know, what do you think about that? What do you think? How do you think God would want you to mm-hmm. respond to that? What do you, mm-hmm. how do you think God wants you to mm-hmm. move forward with that? So a lot of it is, I try not to, it be me telling them what to do, mm-hmm. but trying to pitch it as a question mm-hmm. where they can think and we can really think, well, how would God want you to show self-control mm-hmm. in that situation? Or how would God want you to treat that friend mm-hmm. that hurt your feelings on the playground today? Mm-hmm. For sure. One of my favorite things that, um, I, I love dinner time too. I like big crazy family dinners. And like you said, sometimes they're crazy and you walk away going, I don't know, we just had fun, but I don't, or maybe we didn't even have fun, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know if anything productive happened. Um, But with preschoolers, one thing I like to tell parents is uh, even the simple practice of just saying, what is something you're thankful for today? Like when you're two, three, four, that's often an answer that you can give. And um, as you just told us with your elementary kids, like building those conversation skills of talking about your day um, and that there's a time where the family gets together and they just kind of share what happened and that that's a safe place to talk is really, really important. Uh, So in the preschool years, uh, sometimes it's as simple as just saying, what was something good that happened? You shared that. What is something that bad that happened? What was the most fun thing you did? Like, um, but asking good questions, I agree with you. That really helps um, kids open up and be able to talk and, and have those good conversations with you. Okay, my favorite time of day with my kids when they were little was bedtime. I just always loved that time. Maybe it was because I wanted them to go to bed. I don't know. (laughs) But um, I just loved the time when they didn't really want to go to bed, but they were all clean and snuggly and all those kind of things. I just like that time of day to talk with them and kind of end their day. So tell me a little bit about why that time is important to you and uh, some of the things that happen at at your house at bedtime. Yes. And bedtime for me, I love it as well. But Sometimes it's a big, huge routine that takes a lot of energy for parents, Uh especially when you have multiple ones you're trying to get in the bed. 
But I found it's a time that they actually want to start talking. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that they're prolonging going to bed, (laughs) but they start asking questions or they Mm -hmm. start wanting you to stay around a little longer, read this extra story, sing this extra song. And there's been a lot of times I feel like I failed at it because I feel like I don't want to sing another song. I don't want to read you a story. But (laughs) there's times where when I do take the time to do it Mm -hmm. and we do sit down and read a Bible story that there's mm-hmm. great questions, you know, and for my older kids, that's when they want to tell me about mm-hmm. a situation that happened even mm-hmm. further than what they may be said at the dinner table. And so when it's taking the time to do it, even when you're exhausted, mm-hmm. I feel like it really matters to your yeah. kids. Yeah. And a lot of times I'm doing bedtime by myself because my husband travels weekly. And so I just wish he could be a part of it and he wants to be mm-hmm. a part of it. So we just pull out the phone and get him on FaceTime. And there's been many airports across the country where there's somebody in the corner, a dad singing a bedtime song to the kids. And that's just how he can be a part of it, even when he's traveling or out of town. Yeah. So I do remember those bedtime routines. And sometimes, honestly, even when my grandkids spend the night and we've had like a busy, busy full day and they all need a bath and my bathroom's now destroyed. And I find myself wanting to rush that routine. So I don't want any parents to feel bad. Everybody's tired sometimes. Sometimes your spouse is not home or you're a single parent and you've done it all day long and you do need to just be okay with hustling their little selves into the bed and giving yourself a break. So don't feel bad if that's what happens sometimes. But um, if you want to begin establishing good routines in your home to talk to your kids about like the really important things, I promise you that bedtime routine will pay off, especially as your kids get older, especially as they move even into middle school and high school, um, because that happened so much when they were younger. As my kids got older, they um, like saved things for that time of day because they knew we would slow down, mom or dad would be around, and we would listen. So I agree. I love that time of day. Okay, in the car, captive audience. They're buckled in. They can't go anywhere. Why do you like that time? I just think that's another time that you can mm-hmm. have their attention when they're not on their devices, hopefully, yeah, right? Hopefully. But yeah. I think one great tool you can use in the car is music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's so many great things that can get in their little minds and hearts through music that you choose. Yeah. And I can remember when Wombaland sent Jade home with a mm-hmm. CD yeah. and uh, we enjoyed listening to that. And some of the phrases I would catch her repeating or singing, I knew I had not taught them to her. I knew yeah. that she had picked those up just because of what she was mm-hmm. listening to. Mm-hmm. And they were things that I wanted her to know. Yeah. For so sure. I was so thankful for that. Music is such a powerful tool. I mean, uh, the way little preschoolers are wired, but really all children, I really think all people are wired, is that music, just the rhyme and the rhythm and the musicality of it just takes really key phrases, uh, really important uh, lines and words and truths about who God is and what he's like, and they just stick them to your heart. And Wombaland, our preschool environment, we do use tons of music to teach. I mean, really any great preschool teacher they use tons of music uh, so if you're ever wondering parents about like you're in the car and I don't know if I have access to good music we're going to link in the show notes uh, to some of our iTunes accounts to just get you started with some really great music because I agree with you Emily music is a really powerful way to leverage car time uh, and to take some really important messages and stick them in your head and parents if you've ever listened to a preschool song uh, you know that song just sticks in your head right so um, Em I have loved having you here so much do you have 
have any like final thoughts that you want to share with our parents? Yeah, I would just say a couple of things. One is all these things sound very intentional, which uh-huh. is great to be that way. But sometimes there's those moments mm-hmm. that just happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, one story that came to mind is I was running up and down the stairs trying to do laundry, mm-hmm. clean a bathroom and My youngest was with her little stuffed animals Uh with a book open, and she was pointing to them saying, Jesus loves you no matter what. (laughs) And I just stopped in my tracks, and it wasn't something I was planning on talking about, but Uh I just thought, where did you hear that? You heard that at Wombaland? That is so great. I just needed to stop and talk to her about it and just make that a moment. And so I think you can be intentional, but then I think also there's those moments that happen in Mm -hmm. the craziness of your Mm -hmm. different transitions that you don't plan for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just be intentional about those moments that you just see pop up. It doesn't all have to fit perfectly in the box of the different times of day. Like when you're playing and you're living life with your kids, uh, connect it back to those things that really matter most. Okay, as we wrap up, parents, here's what I want you to know. You will forever be your child's greatest influence, their greatest model and guide in life. Who you are and how you are growing, it really matters. Uh, You don't have to get it perfect to be successful. You just need to be intentional taking simple steps in your everyday life with your kids. Thank you so much for spending time with us, and I hope you have a great week. 